Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison, joined as always by my co-hosts, Mike McGoy, Chris Epps, and Mike Rousset. What up, fellas? What's up? What's up? Yo. Yo. It's March 31st. I want to say RIP Ned Puzzle, the great. I uh, want to honor his legacy as always. Shout him out at the top of the show. Um, we got another week in crypto activity uh who in here got a azuki nobody is that silence from the crowd nobody has an azuki okay it's Just like go, right in I, you gotta yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you yeah, gotta play go fish with with the the dow to yeah, know no, no no right now it's a fucking azuki me and uh me and our, our friend Vince just uh, stood outside for like an hour and a half last night to go into Nightingale to go into the, the party for verified Azuki holders. Yeah. And I had the, and I was waiting to go in line because we were verified, we were RSVP. And then, like, literally, there's probably like 100 to 200 people in line who all got like denied because of capacity. Wait, so you were verified? Yeah. So, so you're a holder. Oh, you don't want to dox yourself. Sorry. I don't want to dox, I don't much want to dox anyone, myself, my, my friends. Your friends or anybody. Somebody way. you may know, somebody in your circle may be a holder. Some There are holders and there then holders. there are enjoyers. <laughs> yeah. And um, affiliates. And all of us were denied, even with RSVP. So have you guys been to any... Um, NFT LA or any NFT events? Anybody? No. Events? That was the first one I was going. I mean, that was the first party that I was going to check out. There's one or two tonight. My go-to. So deciding. Uh, I went to NFT LA Monday, Tuesday. Like Monday was just registration, but we were shooting some content. And Tuesday we were shooting content for uh, Droid Heads. And uh, it was pretty interesting. Not many people that I know from crypto or in from LA are going to the actual, you know, the conference, they're going to parties and stuff outside and around after. So So, hanging out and just linking up. What is the conference and where is it? It is in LA at LA live or convention center. And it is apparently just a bunch of panels. It's not even worth the money. Everyone who like walked out because we were doing like little interviews, Mm -hmm. everyone who uh, walked out, we talked about, they're like, yeah, we wasted money. And there's a lot of people who are just out front, like showing off their art and not going in, or people who have, you know, projects who weren't actually going in, mm-hmm. but there, and then linking up with, uh, outside of the convention. So they charge literally a bunch of panels. Mm-hmm. How much are they charging? It was like a reverse Dutch auction. So it started at like 300 bucks, like two months ago or something. And it just went up like every eight days or every like week or some shit like that. It's right. weird. It went up to like 800 bucks, I think. Like last week it was available. So what's up with the uh, the airdrop? Uh, uh, <laughs> man, I'm going to tell. 
I'm not trying. I don't have nothing to talk about with Azuki, man. Yeah, I, fuck Azuki. I, I had one and I sold it. Fuck Azuki. All right. Yeah, in line, it was a great. The timing was amazing in in the line, dude. Uh, like we were all like waiting there. Everyone's getting tired. People around us were talking shit, and it keeps seeing hearing people talk about airdrop, airdrop, and I look at my phone and I see Twitter. I'm like, oh yeah, they just dropped airdrop some shit uh, ten minutes ago, and then 31 seconds after that, when I refresh it. Was the we're at capacity. We're trying to figure out something. And so, so we all it's interesting because like, you know, everyone wants to talk about the pump and you know their bags pumping and all that shit, but very few actually get a chance to like make it to like a mountaintop with any of this. Mm-hmm. Like, so no one really understands like the the rise up going from like one ETH to 20 ETH, like in where all of that in between space and all of that anxiety and like what you're dealing with on the way up. And then if you, you know, hold or sell and the shit like pump starts pumping back and it's like the FOMO, it's like of selling something at the you know the floor price is now at you know what you sold at and no one really speaks toward that yeah but, um, yeah everybody talks about the the top of the mountain but but the reality is bro that a lot of people most people will not get there because people cannot fucking stay on the roller coaster yeah like you're gonna go you're gonna sell at three ETH. Right. You're, you know, like you're mm-hmm. going to sell at mm-hmm. six ETH, you know? Right. Six. Like, your balls, your balls yeah. aren't big enough to make it yeah. to, to make you hold it from one to 20. Yeah. Yeah. Holding from one to 20 is tough. I've done it once and that shit was tough. Was and it, was and it I was, and I didn't sell at 20. I sold at like, yeah, like 16 or some shit. Because yeah. I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to milk this more and raise the price of it, you know? And I wish I sold it at 20, right? When I got to 20. But then again, like now I wish I didn't. I wish I still had that NFT. You know, it's not at 20 anymore. I could I just it's probably about to triple up from what it was last year. Yeah, you that's know, how it comes about, about trading some of my trades. You know, a lot of the good trades that I made, I got out because of anxiety. And mm-hmm. I could have made a lot more if I would have been more patient and just waited a day. You know, like specifically, like, you know, one of the big trades we did with Jamal, like I had a trade going at the same time. And if I would have waited literally 24 hours, you know, the difference was probably 50 grand, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it and there was no external reason for me to pull out other than my anxiety and not wanting to lose the money and not wanting to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just on the wrong side of it. And yes, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. I, I mean, the people who held the fucking, uh, you know, obviously the the apes or anything that's going up in that, you know, anything that's going Bitcoin. past. Yeah, Bitcoin, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously the Bitcoin maxis who were really there from pre twenty seventeen or even the guys that were around post crash, like the people that held through that crash, like think about how stressed out people got when this when we got this crash right in may last year like mm-hmm. it didn't even crash the way it crashed back then like mm-hmm. you know people would have dumped tremendously so it's just crazy yeah I, I applaud anybody who's been able to over 10x something that's been over a six month hold you know it's right. it's a miracle <laughs> um yeah and that's a long time too like the one that i had was a one month thing you know azuki went from one to to ten in like a month maybe right mike or some shit like uh yeah mine was cryptodes and that was pretty relatively quick because that was like the end of the bull run that happens a lot like this is the beginning of a run so i feel like a lot of people who are already buying that moment like know what's happening and they know it's going to be a good month or two because when things are moving quickly and ramping up like once they start going from one to 20 in a month's time that's also a, a big signal of like we're getting frothy or like a bubble yeah. it's like a little bit of a bubble 
that's another thing too. It's like what time, like the project, I, uh, the cryptos is a great project. One of the, it's in the other side uh, metaverse game with BAYC, but they came out at like the real tippy top. Like when we bought that art box we're talking about, like we bought that at the real tippy top. And so it looks good, you know, for a month. And you still have that same feeling like you had in the beginning of the bull run. You're still like super, you know, you're still euphoric and cocky. You think, oh, it's the same thing. So it's hard to, and then that's all fucking hindsight also. It's, yeah, it's funny. You, you have to have like a strategy. I think that's one thing Mike uh, always talks about with me, like, or brings up in here is the stop loss thing. Uh, and keeping to that. Cause we always like, bro, I talk, I tell myself all the time, I'm going to do this next time. I'm going to do this. We're going to buy it back. Uh, we're going <laughs> to reinvest it. Yeah. And you know, you're investing into five other pieces of shit instead of the thing that you know is going to be great. Just take some time. Yeah. It's, it's hard to manage. It's hard to manage your portfolio when it's always, when you're sticking and moving there. Yeah. Yeah. Or keep, yeah. To keep track or remember, Bro, so much shit that I always forget about. Uh, we watch or talk about. I'll forget about like the like, I was liquid and I should have gone into pulse pulse X, and I forgot about that shit like four different times. And the chances I had, I could have done it. You know, it's uh, it's a lot going on. Shit, I mean, yeah. What's going on with your man Richard Hart right now? It's bro? it's all right, Chris. I was gonna say, listen, it's all right, man. We're listen. The Dow is well represented in that post drop. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's good. I to mean, know. are you delegate? You de- yeah, you're a delegator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm down, but no. This week, if you're asking, there was a, a very interesting uh, debate between Richard Hart and a. Uh, Bitcoin Maxi. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't even care really, but mm-hmm. apparently he's supposed to be something or kind of important in the space or important with, with Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. I would advise anyone and everyone to listen to that debate because, you know, if, if for nothing else, you're going to hear um, very nuanced approaches, very nuanced uh, disagreements between Bitcoin uh, holders, between Bitcoin Maxis. And between someone who was uh, a former Bitcoin maxi who then decided that, you know, he wanted to make some adjustments and make some change and then put out his own product. So it's very informative. A lot of like the, the conversation, a lot of the debates then went to like back in, you know, dev technical stuff that really, you know, I mean, it, it's good to know, I guess, how the clock works. If that's how you care about it, as opposed to just what time it is. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't, yeah, don't want to know how the clock actually works. Exactly. They just want to get that, get that time. They want to, they want to ask for the time when they have the watch on their fucking wrist. And so, with that being said, according to Mr. Hart, uh, test nets up now. Main nets should be going live in the next month. Oh shit! Loading. We loading. We loading. Load it up. Might have to get a load. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> so I, I don't want to. I don't want to make it uh, NFT Bros. Even though NFT LA is going on currently. Um, well, we can talk about Bitcoin's dumping right now, and it's all over. Is it dump? What do you mean it's all over? We just had the oh, big. Right. <laughs> it's all really over right. on, on Twitter right now. It's all over. You know, show me, show me the X's and show me the most important topics. NFTs is number one. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Not wrong. You're not wrong. No, I, I, mean, digress. I digress. I digress. <laughs> wrong. I would just say there's definitely something called macro finance at play right now that's mm-hmm. kind of important. But, you know, we could discuss the JPEGs. I'm here for it, I guess. We're, we're done with the JPEGs. We're done. We NFT. No, no, let's, no, let's JPEG Zuki, it up. Let's, just, Zuki, let's continue these two. Don't want to inflate. Yeah. Zoom. Let's talk about inflation and yeah. Well, no, listen, I got, I got, a, I do have a question about uh, floor prices, and I do want to uh, reference, uh, get back to Mike's uh, Bape, uh, Bape's diverse uh, investment, uh, his Nostradamus investment before we leave the NFT platform. Okay. Um, so currently, ETH is at thirty two hundred. I think it got as high as thirty four fifty or something in the last couple of days. Uh, and I noticed 
a lot of the floor prices were going down. Uh, Invisible Friends floor prices, 5E, 5.1 or something. Some other floors uh, dropped with, you know, the, the bigger collections. Um, is that a natural thing? When the, when the price of ETH rises, does the floor price automatically just go down? Is that the correlation I should, I should be making? Yeah, I mean, I think in past cycles, but Chris has talked about starting to like be a, a non-correlation between ETH pump and then like NFTs floors uh, rising or falling. Yeah. Um, but, but yes. Yeah. Generally, yes. That um, is, it's correlated. Yes. So on the last episode, Mike, you told us about uh, BAPE NFTs and how you uh, were interested in them. And you, you grabbed a couple. Yep. Chris, uh, call. Chris, Chris is Chris Epps call. Please. And, Come on, so, uh, the floor price is currently close to two ETH. Or, no, it's at 1.3 like okay, yeah, okay. so it That's dropped right. it it dropped from like 2.7 back to down to 1.3 yeah within this past week in a week's time yeah um, but i'm yeah. i mean that doesn't worry me yeah and when i on a project like like bape where like i i said before like the ip is just so strong like worldwide Mm -hmm. I'm looking for, like, I'm not looking for a 0.6 to like 2.7 flip. Like, right. I'm, I'm expecting that floor to, at some point, maybe touch like a, a four to five ETH. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know the the chance that I may get a rare one or a rare one. You know, that all dictates like if it's a little above floor pricing, but. That's why I didn't end up selling when the, the market had pumped on me. Although like I could have and like just re-entered the market with a couple of ETH profit. Right. Um, now, the big question for me is when reveal? I haven't been keeping up with the Discord or anything. Yeah. Um, like Chris said, like the market as a whole is looking pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. Um. So, you know, I'm not, it's, it's just too much energy, man, trying to micromanage and focus on like the micro details. So like, I check it every day, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll see when it reveals, but, you know, being in the discords and all that shit, that's a lot of energy, man. Is that a common thing that happened? Like, cause I'm not, you know, in a lot of discords i have my experience with the weather report but and and following um invisible friends but is that a common thing for them to release a collection and then have an extended waiting period uh mm -hmm. for reveal this happens it just depends you know yeah. this is a little bit longer than usual yeah it, well, it's been a week and a half of like nothing so right I don't know, but also Takashi Murakami, uh, his his project went live on the the on the whitelist tip. If you're whitelisted, you can mint. Um, so I think I think it's we're kind of like getting primed for like a a big month or so, right? Like for the you know, it's a lot of good projects. I mean, Takashi shit is already at like almost seven ETH floor. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I mean, babe, I don't really know what's going on with their reveal. Um, but I have faith in it. Yeah, let it happen. Go with the flow. Yeah. For sure. Great, great call by Chris Epps. Uh, I hope so. Me too. I hope <laughs> Because it could, it could, you know, pop in <clears throat> the other, it could deflate too. Like, which <clears throat> I don't see that happening, but hey, you never know. Right. And, and it kind of got me thinking about like, in terms of, because I look at it in the trading terms or just in terms of like percentages, you know, scalping and things like that. Like, what about 
that activity makes you not want to treat it on a strictly percentage basis and kind of keep that gamble going because when it goes to two ETH, you know, you could easily say, hey, I can get out right now, you know, and just, I got my percentage, you know. Mm -hmm. So what, what about that process makes you kind of forego the, the solid mathematics on it and just kind of still go with a, a more risk? Um, I mean, it, uh, I have a target. Yeah. With, you know, that's all kind of like subjective and like theoretical. To right. like that target um but like even though it was that's a very healthy pump and i have had two of them so like mm -hmm. 1.2 to over five eth like yeah great great profit 4x 400 percent yeah um but you know just you know like i factor in you know like the who's behind it and like what it represents culturally mm -hmm. and i think you know, when i look at uh the bombs or you know like i think vape is just from a streetwear level and just like a pop culture level it you know it holds like a very special place in people's hearts and i think like specifically like a age group of people that are participating in this mm -hmm. and it like crosses continents you know like vape is probably just as big in in asia as it is in u.s if not bigger so yeah um, and definitely for as much shit as i talk about nfts i definitely would have gotten a vape drop if i'd right. have gone about it. yeah for sure like it is like a no-brainer but but more so to your question jason would make me forego that percentage just like it didn't hit my mark yet i got you Gotcha. It didn't hit my market of, yeah. of exit. So right. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes you have to like I you know, the last pump that we seen, I had something that reached like a four ETH floor from like and my my point of exit was my target exit was five ETH. Mm -hmm. And it ended up it just ended up topping off at four. So it was like it also is like reading the market in mm -hmm. terms of like we have like an aggressive pump like like it did with my capsule from 1.2 to 4 it's just been pumping hard it's like how much more can it really pump right you know like so it's kind of seeing the market conditions in the in the the market movement accounting for that too the yeah. babe thing, the babe thing was just like a, a weekend pump. Mm -hmm. like everything like kind of just got like a, like a big pump, or like a sizable pump, and then kind of like died down. So I'm looking for like the real aggressive parabolic shit. Right. Well, hopefully it's coming. I hope this is one of those projects. It'll be interesting. I'm really interested to see the reveal and what the, um what the art looks like and obviously what the rare ones look like. Um, and yeah, you know, I hope that, that you, that you get a rare and it, it's a very successful uh, trade for you. Um, I feel like we can't bring up the bathing ape NFT and not bring up this new Nego album. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, that's I what that's, that shit. It's, yeah. It's, oh, I love that shit, bro. I I love I like at least four to five songs on it. At least, yeah. That's what you That's what you smashing for to get from the uh, from the from the valley to wherever to L.A. or whatever in thirteen minutes, right? Yeah, man. I had that. I had that ASAP going. I had that push a T song on there. It's crazy. The the clip song on there. The oh my god. Yeah, the gun on oh. pretty good. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's dope, but it's also interesting how Bape has kind of sustained without Nego, and you know, is still revered. Um, maybe not to the level it was, um, but it's still, you know, people fuck with it heavy. I keep forgetting um, we have a store. I've passed I, I passed by it again yesterday. I was like, oh shit, that's right there on Fairfax. I forgot about that. 
I don't really know how I feel about that store because that's the A Ape store, and it's like a oh, different. Yeah. It's like a. It's kind of like. Uh, I don't like say knockoff, but it's just uh, like the baby brother thing that doesn't really have the same appeal. Yeah. Um, to most most people, like they're uh, they're ready to wear compared to the cut and sewn. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. ButcherBox takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. But yeah, shout, shout out to Nigo, man. Um, that was dope for him to put that project out. Pharrell, of course, being a part of it. Um, Pharrell has the Tom Sachs uh, NFT as his uh, avatar, as his PFP. But it's interesting because I don't really know how how much has that project even really pumped. That project is pretty big, actually. My friends, a few of my friends uh, were in it from the beginning and built the full rockets and got their rockets delivered to them recently. One of the guys, oh yeah, like NFT LA, I met up with some of the fools from my telegram mm-hmm. i've known for like three years just online mm-hmm. yeah one of the guys i met up with last night uh we went to that azuki party he, he i saw his rocket like he got his rocket shipped to him like a month ago mm-hmm. and i think they're launching he's part of the launch in miami they're gonna do oh wow uh, they went up pretty like when they were being built and when or when like it started and when they were being like formed the rockets like everything they were going up pretty well like budweiser Ball one and has one else there, PFP on Twitter and shit. Yeah, uh, I feel like they're probably. I haven't looked at them at all much of recent. They're probably pretty stable because it's such a big name and it's a pretty cool project overall. Like you just you make these rockets, you have to get all these NFTs and make one NFT, and then you can launch it if you are lucky. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. it's like. I saw the uh, the pretty big. I wanted to rockets. I wanted to talk about uh, that thing that Mike brought up in the chat earlier about Exxon Mobil and them mining Bitcoin. Yeah, that's smart. What do you guys think about that? Or Mike, do you want to kind of give a, a descriptor of of what's going on with that? I don't really know, like <laughs> in, full, in, in full detail, honestly. It, it, by the way, watching that debate between Hart and the other guy, I learned something else. Apparently, they're taking the methane from, I guess, like facilities that basically they can't utilize and converting that into some type of energy source that can mine Bitcoin. Mm. Wow. Right. Right. Heavy yeah. shit. <laughs> I don't know if this is like necessarily like a great thing. Honestly, yeah. no, yeah. it's not. It's great for for it, it helps with the America and governments and companies and that whole narrative of mass adoption shit and using you know natural resources for something that could be more positive than adding more carbon to the environment. Right, but you're still adding more carbon to the environment. I'm guessing in that process, no matter what. 
Right. Yeah, it's. But they're just converting the carbon, I guess, in their mind. But hey, now this kind of goes back to something that I was introduced to you guys. I was going to say Klima. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I wonder yeah. if, if at some point this plays some type of factor or they then at some point enter, what is it, the carbon credit market, the voluntary carbon credit market. Yeah. Not the involuntary market. Yeah. Because there's a difference. Yeah. Which is a super interesting thing. I, I never heard about it until <clears throat> we're talking about Klima, which is a DeFi protocol that came and went and heard a lot, but it had a really cool idea, which it was using these tokens called BCT, which was probably the B before, but it was carbon credit tokens, basically for companies to basically uh, get, you know, uh, to cash out or to get a reimbursement on their carbon footprint. And they buy these, these shares uh, or tokens, or now they have it in tokens for crypto, but they've had this for a minute, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so they buy these, things to offset their costs and basically, you know, save or make some money. And there's like a, a yield farming protocol uh, on Polygon or Matic that the DAO went into and lost a good amount of money on. Uh, I was in it personally too, uh, but it's a super cool idea of getting some money back and reinvesting your, your offset into the crypto market, which is the thing, or into the market in general. I don't yeah. know what the point of those things are still. I always feel like it's kind of a Ponzi. I mean, as most things are on the planet, but like I, the thing that was interesting for me was that this was a voluntary market. And so to use the example of like LVMH, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy, they come out every year and they're going to say, hey, you know, due to uh, global warming, we want to cut our carbon emissions by X amount. Everyone's like, oh, okay, great. Nice little press release. Cool. Awesome. Um, but then also, so if they don't hit that number, they then tax themselves. And where they tax or where the tax goes is to this voluntary carbon credit market. And we're talking like to the tune of like billions of dollars on an annual basis. And so these markets are extremely liquid. And basically, they found a way to yield farm, like he said, basically, like yield farm. Uh, if LVMH doesn't hit their goal, then they tax themselves. That tax then goes somewhere. You can yield farm that tax, then pay yourself <laughs> on that in the form of that same carbon coin. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a reach around. Yeah. Give yourself a reach. And it, it, it's incredible because, I mean, they basically have found a way to, uh, to I guess, to quantify pollution yeah and then to monetize crazy part yeah and then to monetize pollution you know it's and so like i think that was again one of those ideas that if for nothing else i feel like that idea was worth me entering that group just yeah. to even understand that you know what yeah, i mean we should, have, we should have seen the signs when the we work guy started shilling it on tv oh that's that was it. <laughs> have you guys seen the WeWork? Uh, I gotta finish it. I saw like the first two. Mm -mm. Episodes. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting uh situation with um a comp a overvalued company. <laughs> Dude, he is good, bro. He, yo, he. I believed him though. He got he. If that's how he really pulled that chick, that he just <laughs> wheeled that shit into into fruition, which is amazing. Well, it's crazy how, you know, like all of these office spaces and, you know, post-pandemic commercial real estate, like in general, like what's what's going to happen with that, you know? Um, I actually live next to a guy who is a commercial real estate uh, broker from Newport. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this. I know he has rich parents. Okay, I do know that, but I'm gonna say that that car has been parked, that Range Rover has been parked very frequently over the last two years. You know what I mean? Like I don't see a lot of business being being had in that space. Even right. though I do hear that some people say it's not too bad, I just I can't see it. Right. Yeah, I, I just it's 
it's one of those markets that is not for the evolution of what's going on right now. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that, how that changes. Um, but yeah, there's been a rash of, uh, documentaries about, you know, startups and kind of like these kind of like social network type movies or shows like they got the super pumped one about the Uber guy. Um, I'm wondering when are we going to get a crypto documentary about that was somebody. that was actually a subject i know i, was, I had a feeling that was going to be brought up and i was going to say no i haven't watched it yet but on netflix oh i walked out of my i walked into my dad's living room and saw that him and my stepmom were watching it the, oh, the crypto one yeah on netflix there is one. yeah yeah I, I, I saw that pop up I, so what is it I, i'm gonna have to look it look it up but i think this was a part of a exchange scammer uh guy who, oh i think this was about quadriga mm-hmm. something like that or one of these yeah. exchanges like a few years back that uh like got hacked or like the guy did an exit scam yeah the guy died the guy yes. died, i think it's quadriga it's called trust no one yeah. uh the hold on i get i'm getting pop-ups trust no one the hunt for the crypto king um Oh, and Beanie was apparently in this Quadriga shit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That crypto Twitter guy who got canceled for being a boomer. <laughs> yeah, well, he came back recently. Uh, he's... I don't know. Who knows? Oh, yeah, I have seen his account like pop up on my feed. Yeah, you know, he came back. Um, living in the truth or what? I don't know. If you guys don't mind, I wanted to read some a, a message that was sent to me. I think you guys will appreciate this, NFT bros. Um, so someone sent me a, a DM today, actually, a very close friend of mine who's been living on the East Coast. And she said, uh, also, my girls are excited to hear about NFTs. They're all turning 40 this year and want to finally figure out how to invest their money. They had been paying off their student loans so aggressively, the pandemic gave them some breathing room. So that's also who's about to enter the NFT market. That's, that's, yeah, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people, older people, um, well, I guess we're kind of in that, <laughs> close to that group, but, uh, you know, the Gen, what is it, Gen X um, wants to move into the space and, you know, they, they have a kind of certain level of enthusiasm about it. You know, uh, you know, obviously women as well. People, I think it's, people have kind of moved away from the, the feeling that it's all a scam um, because it's such a big part of what's going on in daily conversations, what's being fed to them through advertisements. Um, the idea that this is all a scam is not really as prevalent as it was a year or six months ago. Um, but the fucked up part is these are all still new investors. So they're going to have to go through the rigors that we all just went through of learning about the movements of the market and how things actually work, you know, and a lot of people, do not have the patience. We barely have the patience <laughs> to deal with this shit, you know? And right. we love this shit. Like, this is our shit. And it's it's just going to be interesting. Like, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that message, Mike, because that's something I think about a lot is like, what is really good? It's like how I feel about like sports betting being like legalized everywhere. Like, and even how you were t- talking to me about like margin trading before I got into it. It's like, if you know something about something and then you realize like a lot of people are about to get into it, you're like, like what's going to happen when, when everybody tries crack for the first time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Especially after you just watched, you know, or have been in the den yourself, <laughs> yeah. like Chris Rock. A lot of people, a lot of oh, people no. are going to get hurt. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, And that's what I was trying to avoid. And I'm glad that someone else said that and not me. And so, you know, the part that sucks is I feel like this is going to be 
I don't necessarily care for NFTs, even though I have one as my PFP. Like, ironically, <laughs> but I could see how this could be a great onboarding experience or onboarding on ramp to crypto. Yeah. And so, if they have to get to Ethereum through NFTs because they have to only buy NFTs with Ethereum, <laughs> then I'm still happy with them having a little bit of Ethereum right there at some point. Because to me, that's still better than, you know, not having Ethereum. Right. Did you read that article I sent? Uh, wait, did I send it? Oh, I didn't send it to the chat. My boy. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah. Uh, I sent it to the wrong chat. Uh, the dude, uh, I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, Mike, what's his name again? Arthur Hayes, the guy who made BitMEX or half of BitMEX. Uh, you know, he's he had an article today called Five Ducking Digits, and I knew exactly what he's talking about. He's you like his writing. Uh, he's talking about ETH. Yeah, yeah, that merge shit. I I think they're actually going to do it sooner than we thought. We all thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, it's I realized <clears throat> right now the coins are trending or whatever, but yeah, those JPEGs are much more palatable, much more fun. Right. Much more useful. Uh, yeah, man. There's... And then think about this also, because I, I know, you know, you guys don't necessarily know this, but also just to kind of give you the investor profile of these women we're talking about, um, very established, mm-hmm. successful, college educated, um, black women mm-hmm. with extreme amounts of discretionary income available. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, just to play devil's advocate, hey, if there are certain types of projects that they tend to gravitate towards, we actually they actually might not get hurt. Right. And that's the other side of it as well, is that there are people who haven't entered the market yet who not only have the discipline, but the discretionary income to forget about the investment for a long, a long enough period for it to actually mature into what it's supposed to be if they pick the right thing, right? We have, we, right. a lot of us, a lot of people, guys and people in the space who are on Twitter and, you know, stuff like that are checking the price every day, every f- five minutes, every five seconds. There's some people who are like, you know, I just want to buy a Bitcoin and I'm just going to let it sit there. Or I'm, I want to buy whatever project you tell me is the one and then I'm just going to let it sit there and I'll call you back in a year. I'm going to do whatever I'm doing with my life and I'll come back to it. And I would even, you know, for the people, even in this chat right now, use the analogy to art. Right. Right. So we essentially have a new art class or a new art buying demographic and they have a new way to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone just has to give them something good to buy. Yeah. <laughs> well, not even that. Someone they have to win, and then get other people to see that they're winning. Because again, we know, oh, good is relative. It depends what. <laughs> I guess I'm getting yeah. semantics. I'm getting on semantic on the good part. Because you can throw your you can throw a dart right now. Uh, from what I expect, and you're gonna be up in a month. And so you have to compare it to their other investments, right? And it's like, okay, so, you know, compared to their real estate investments. And I'm just going to go on a little tangent right now, but I can't fucking stand it right now where I just keep seeing these girls, 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 buying, buying houses right now. No guys. No guys. All girls. And they're flipping them and... I don't know. I don't even think they're flipping them. I think they're just buying houses because they're emotional and they can then make the move right now because they have the extra income. So it's like, well, I always wanted to do this anyway. This appears to be the level of uh, this appears to be a metric of success in Lancaster. Yeah. Or Atlanta or Houston or fucking Gardena or Carson. And it's like, but at all time highs. Yeah. Right. At all time highs. And more importantly, just in reference to allocation of capital. Okay, cool. So we both have 20,000. I took 10 and put that, you know, into whatever. 
uh, y, or a DeFi project that 10X, 15X, 100X. There were like 10 that did that, mm-hmm. right? So now my 10,000 is now like damn near a million. Half a million. Meanwhile, her 10,000 that she dropped on that house is still going to be negative for the foreseeable future, depending on interest rate. And as they're raising it right now, anyway, this is like even crazier. So for me, man. You're winning the fights. Yeah, then you're winning the fights uh, when you go to bed. Right. But but there's the security of of buying land and people, you know. (laughs) Security of buying land. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) What security is there? If you don't pay your the the property tax, they're still going to kick you off. For we're sure. also talking about 30-year mortgages that no one's buying nothing for less, not paying it off in 15, 20 years. 30 years? Shit, niggas ain't even living 30, yeah. It's bro, the, 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 the standards of 30-year mortgage. So you, it's not your house. That's not your house. You're renting it also. You, you just don't know it. You're yeah. just not smart enough to not know it. You're still food. Yeah. Right. But this is, and so what I'm saying is, when I'm looking at, you know, the, a lot of the, the men I'm around, they're also dabbling, but their focus primarily right now is in this space because this space is creating the most alpha or generating the most yield, making the most fucking money is what it comes down to. And so, man, it's going to be very interesting to see how it pans out. But, you know, like we've always said from the beginning, like I'm imploring, you know, the females to join the, the crypto space. We we need it. They need it. We need it. Like, why not? We need. We definitely need. Yeah, no. There's actually a good amount. A lot of women in the space. Too. Yeah, there's a lot that's, outside at, at, the, at, the, like at the convention. A marginalized at the convention. That's all. Of course, at the parties. Yeah, they're definitely marginalized in crypto, bro. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. But I, I was surprised at who I saw going in and out. It was mostly suits. Or people who like not really it looked like people who weren't really in crypto, mostly mm-hmm. in NFTs. Not many crypto native people, but uh, but there's a good amount of it was a good ratio at the convention out front. It was I never like yeah I don't know. This yeah, not this, enough. They're just they're more efficient enough. allocations. You know more efficient uses of capital right now as yeah. opposed not to black people. That's for sure. Yeah, there's there's. There's a few women in the space. There's a, there's a good amount of women in the space, and you know we might be um, underrepresenting them in our conversations. Um, yeah, yeah. There's actually a a, a woman who does uh, sculptures. She did like a few like doodle sculptures and base sculptures. I don't know if you guys have seen it um, online, but they're really really dope. Um, dope. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering like. Yeah, there are black guys in tech too. Like, no, nah, you know what I'm talking about, though, man. You guys are funny. Yeah, no, it's no. I mean, I was saying I saw, but I know there's not enough because I only talk, like I'm only f- friends with uh, now two, like two women who like I'm friends with them, like who are in the space, leaving the space, and that's after like three years. You know, I like follow or like have like social media contact with two or three but like yeah so everybody on this chat has hundreds if not thousands of girlfriends if not followers how many people how many girls have posted something about crypto since you know yeah only only the two that i know yeah then i met them in the last year yeah not a whole yeah 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 we both know hundreds, you know what I mean? And so it's like, come on, bro. Like yeah. I, I I saw it. again, not saying that they're not there. Obviously, coming man, in. we just want way more for for them, for everyone, you know, to not be stuck in US dollars, losing right. 17% every year. Yeah. So if you want to get back to that inflation conversation, <laughs> it's 17%. Uh that's a slap to the face. What were your thoughts, Mike? I know that you were eager to talk about it. 
No, it's just a real number. It's a real number that that people just don't really understand. And so I, to say it a different way to help like my clients understand it, it's like just view it as like for every hundred thousand dollars you have in the bank, January first, you're going to wake up and that shit's going to only be eighty three thousand dollars. Yeah. Spending power. They're burning. They're burning the supply. They're burning the supply, literally. <laughs> it's just very simple. And so we're going to see, you know, but everyone's screaming about the price going of everything going up, the price is going up, the price is going up. It's not the price is going up. That it takes more US dollars to purchase that same good, that same right. service. And that value is going up. So you have $83,000 of spending power, like you're 100, right? Yep, out of your 100, January 1st of next year. Yeah. And so does being invested in crypto, because, you know, I've seen the, <clears throat> the tweets and the memes that, you know, are like, oh, I started off with, uh, <laughs> you know, I started off with, with four ETH and now <laughs> I'm traded and did this. And now, and now I have zero, like you too can be like me. Um, so, you know, obviously in the same goes for Bitcoin and people feeling like, oh, you told me Bitcoin was going to go up. You know, like I ha had a whole fucking argument with my dad about uh, the fact that I told him that Bitcoin was going to 100,000 and it didn't go and he's mad at me. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But but what, what, you, what is the question? Because the question uh, is, what do you have to say to people? like that who's who got in a bitcoin at let's say 46,000 49,000 and they're like oh you told me that this was a hedge against inflation that inflation if i would have to them you know looking at their dollars right now they're saying that's not true so me personally i would never tell anyone to get bitcoin <laughs> but not bit, i'm not there. i'm not saying let's start there but I, what <laughs> i'm I saying any period, any crypto let's say Ethereum, okay, which is what I, something that I actually have recommended to clients of mine. This is not financial advice, right? Mm -hmm. And so, okay, with Ethereum's up, bro, 200% for them. Right. You know, even our, our homie who, you know, should now not be named, <laughs> was crying yesterday. I went to a business message. It was crying how, you know, this shit ain't, this shit ain't nothing. Do, do, do. I was like, so what you buying at, okay? Where is it at now? Okay. I said, so you're up 200%. Right. I'm like, that's outperformed your house. Yeah. Your Rolexes, your cars. Yeah. What else are we talking about? What do you say? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was the response? That's the important <laughs> part. The response was to quote, I'd rather have cocaine. What? <laughs> That's quite a response. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that even still returns. I mean, I, maybe, actually, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I that right now it does. The price is high. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know the price. But it's still very interesting to me, like 200%. So ultimately... The, the inflation conversation, man, listen, it really boils down to this. And it's 15 years of financial experience. This is the purpose of my job. is so that to help people beat inflation, that's it. That's all I really care about. The whole purpose of investing is to beat inflation. If you look at some of the uh, highest grossing hedge funds, they only get their clients back six and a half to 8%. And I was like, damn, why that number all the time? Why that number? What is, where, where did that number come from? Right. And I'm like, holy shit, actually. There is one number that kind of vaguely resembles that number on a negative, on an annual basis, and that's inflation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. their whole job is predicated around making sure they be not the S&P. The printer. Okay? Not the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. No, that's for rookies. It's around beating inflation. Mm. Yeah, and that printer is not going to stop. So, uh, you said again last week. Oh shit! I mean, shit. We getting some printed ourselves, boys. 
Oh yeah, what's up? I with him say boys. That sounds bad. Uh, we get <laughs> reparations. They printed for us. Yeah, what's up with the uh, reparations, man? Black Californians that can trace their lineage back to slavery, Chateau slavery, will be able to receive reparations. Confirmed. Really? Yeah, man, that shit is going to be a junior college fucking they tuition. They cash. Hey, they says cash. They said cash will be part of it. So probably get yeah. like uh you know a, a new uh we'll get a free license yeah, like free vouchers that like crazy girls or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like <laughs> registration <laughs> for a car so when we pull over or something. Right, like what what, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's what else like, comes along with that value meal? Yeah. Uh a uh, hundred dollar weed card, fucking like that. Right, yeah, like what's in that? I Mike is thinking that. of some shit right now. He's I'm just saying, like some. Was that like that dames and games like gift certificate? Like right. I, I, know niggas, I know what you niggas love. What <laughs> <laughs> he just a free he just gave away bottle uh, crack, crack. Uh, what was that? He just gave away fucking pookie sticks. Oh no, <laughs> Joey, Joey B, y'all, pookie sticks. <laughs> that was part of the package. What the fuck are pookie sticks, dude? Watch New Jack City, Chris yeah. Rock. Oh, Chris <laughs> here, we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go the yeah, let's let's figure out a way to integrate the slap into our <laughs> conversation. Here we go. We haven't got there. Maybe somebody will make an NFT. I'm surprised it hasn't been. Oh, they have. Oh, that made oh they have. They have. Yeah, they they made some tokens. <laughs> Flap tokens. It? No, they came out with the Will Smith. What was it, Chris? Will Smith Token. Will Smith Inu. Uh, my boy saw it when it launched. I saw people tweeting about it right after. Like uh, my friends went into it, and then what was it? Oh, our our friend went into it. Uh, I think he was up yesterday on it, or yeah, two days ago. My dad hit me up like <laughs> 24, 48 hours later. My dad sent me a DM was like, "Yo, some guy made like a hundred thousand off of this." You know about it? And I was like, oh, there, this, 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 this is the thing off the slap. That's the life of shit coins. Any, any event that happens in the world that's big, it's yeah. going to be on a shit coin decentralized exchange within like 10 minutes after oh, it happens. So, did the Dow get in on the slap token? Hell no. We're already in enough bullshit. We've already been <laughs> spread thin, blah, blah, blah. I'm not putting us in that. If we had like, if I, we're not discussing the Dow's moves on here. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to get a, I'm just trying to get a little window. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get a pulse on what's going on. Yeah. Uh um, post chain. Hey, let's get it. Mike. How are you? I'm about to when it, when the post back hit, I'm gonna be like Richard Hart with like some spinning watches in the back, <laughs> <laughs> Versace robe. Yeah, like I'm gonna start do some other like shit. Cartier, like fucking uh, fucking head wrap or some shit. Oh yeah, some shit. Oh yeah, four Cardi bracelets, like yeah, for yeah. real. You get their mess belt, but you're not even wearing pants. You're just wearing sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> They're nice ass sweatpants, though. You know, Mike got the he got the the cashmere or the towel, the Terry towel sweatpants. Hey, McGoy just hooking up with some nice Tom Brown sweat. Mm-hmm. Actually, man, very premium. Really, very that's premium. the old, that's been my wardrobe since Corona. I love us. Uh, I don't think I wore jeans for the first time this year, like two nights ago, on a so, date. And that was, I was like, the Will Smith Mac. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't cool, man. That wasn't cool. No, nah, it wasn't. That, that was wasn't not cool. cool. That was not, cool. That was not uh, cool. It was hilarious and sad. And she has them on mind control for sure. Definitely. It's it, yeah, that's just not not a great situation for anybody involved. Um I'll, before we wrap up, I just want to um uh, talk about the NFTLA thing. So it's some events going on chris you said you might be going and there's more like crypto themed like conferences and stuff do you guys foresee yourself going to any of the that type of stuff like going forward i expect this year i'll be trying to go to as many as possible in america yeah uh was it the bitcoin conference i'll probably try to go to that not going in 
Like that's you know, it's mostly just people meeting up in the cities. Yeah. I'd like to go into one of them, of course. Uh, I'd be down to go to that stuff or stuff in Miami. Uh, the next Miami. Season, but, yeah, definitely Miami. Whatever Miami is, whatever they got going on there, I'm probably gonna try to go because that's Crypto City for now. All right, y'all. Well, this has been another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison, for Mike Rese, Mike McGoy, and Chris Epps. Thank y'all for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.